0: All right, all right, all right, fine. I'll be a gracious host. How you
1: doing? Little Mermaid is the scariest Disney movie by far, though. Why the hell is Ace Lady in your Kickstarter? <laughs> Some comics. We're going. I'm getting controversial today. We're going to get controversial today with with. My proudest moment is this interview and being able to talk to you too.
0: ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls,
1: children of all ages,
0: what, why are you waving?
1: I'm waving to the people, saying hi to
0: everyone. I thought you were trying to get my attention, now I gotta start over, damn it. (laughs) I thought you were like, stop, stop, wait, wait, I'm like, What? All right. And I was hyped on that one, too. Thanks. Start Thanks. over. Start over. All right. Second take. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, Taurus Comics in collaboration with 4th Wall Production proudly brings to you the 4 Tales podcast. I am your host, Kyron Silva, from Taurus Comics. Across the way is the wine-colored writer of Ace Blade, Danny J. Quick. And together, we are your two award-winning blurred comic creators here to help you find your next favorite comic. We are live on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, and hosts of other programs. So if you are listening or watching us live, thank you for your support. But don't forget to like, subscribe, share, and review this podcast because all your positive reviews and interactions help us reach a bigger and wider audience. That's right. Raise the roof. All right.
1: Raise the roof.
0: And if you are on Facebook, there is a little link that says stream, or no, it says chat.restream.io slash Facebook. Please hit that link because that helps us see who you are when you comment in the stream. Only on Facebook, though. What's up? Does it, though? Yeah, it does. You have to click on it for some reason. Like, whoever Facebook user just said morning, folks. There's a link that says chat.restream.io. Click that. Enable it. It says, you know, I think it says allow Facebook something. And then it allows us to see who you are. So do that, please.
1: You have this weird look on your face now. Hey, I'm I'm gonna put it in my chats too, so people can use. It. I don't. Okay. Technology is, is always like why? Like, okay. Forward. All right. All right. Anyways, Denny, how you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. How you been? I know you uh you've had some some um some some family stuff this week, but um other than that, how's, how how things going?
0: Uh, family, I I just realized this, that, um, almost every month since May, I've had somebody die, Mm. (laughs) and I'm sort of tired of it, honestly, Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, yeah, um, for anybody that wants to know, my grandmother passed away on Thursday night in her sleep. I mean, she was 92, 93, and we were expecting it, but, uh. It's still hard to take in, uh, especially because this was my last grandparent, so I am done with grandparents. I don't know what you want to say, but it, it's still difficult in the family trying to um, help out my father and you know make sure he's okay. But other than that, life is life. I, I've, been, uh, I've been pounding away, as they say, on some pages for this book that I'm working on. It's a, uh, it's a Western series. Um, I've heard my artwork right now on it is really good, and I'm oh. excited. See, look, see, Javon now shows. Oh, see,
1: we can see Javon's name now. See,
0: and Javon, okay. I appreciate your your comment. Uh, you know, thank you for that. But no, I've been uh I've been pounding away on some pages for this western. Um, which if anybody knows me, I hate westerns. So, you know.
1: I, what? A, I hate <laughs> I hate Westerns, dude. You hate the Western genre or you yes. just hate drawing Westerns? Both. How? How do you hate Westerns? Like It's just new? not my
0: it's not my lifestyle. You, it's not something you I'm... Were, you,
1: were you born in America? Yes. Are you an American?
0: Yes, I think so.
1: How do you hate Westerns? Westerns is like it's like the samurai movie of our culture. It's like the it's like what how like this doesn't <laughs> it doesn't make sense doesn't i make just
0: sense. the idea of westerns i mean okay yes Jaron says he hates drawing horses i'm exactly the same way but there there's nothing that has appealed to me about a western story outside of back to the future part three every other western i've watched has just been uh all right whatever
1: terrible bro you we gotta i, I might have <laughs> we might have to do top five westerns on on top five live and, did you guys already make, do that? I don't know. If we did, we're gonna do it again. We did do it because three ten the humor. Um yeah. but are some good Westerns, man. Stop it. You gotta you gotta be able you gotta not even the shows, not even like Gunsmoke, Bonanza, The Rifleman. Man, come on now.
0: I used to watch Walker, Texas yeah. Rangers. Does that
1: count? I mean no. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> okay, but Wait, Back to wow, Future wow, Three wow, is the three.
0: worst of the trilogy.
1: Literally. Literally the worst of the trilogy. <laughs> is it though really? Is it, it is? I think it, number two it, is it worse. Is. I just I No, I think number three is the worst one. Number two, right. they they got overzeal- overzealous, but um at least it was technology based. Like I ain't... anyways, we're right. not here but, to talk about your, well, your
0: my Hatred of Westerns? Yes, yeah. On, but a, a trilogy we are here to talk about is the series called Belial, which yes. is now on Kickstarter. Oh. Um, uh-huh, uh-huh. I'm working the on segues. the segues. The yeah. Segues, right? <laughs> <to> segue, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so who we have on the show today are artists, eight writers, and creators of this immensely popular series, Belial. We have Sean Barbour on video. And uh, for anybody that's on the live stream, we have Chuck Pino, who apparently has a huge hangover or something. He doesn't want to show up on the stream. So he is just audio for right now. Well, we'll see. Can you guys hear me? Okay, morning, guys. How you doing? Yeah, we can hear you both. Good morning. Yes, right. we can hear you.
2: And everybody's got a, like, Tombstone. Tombstone, Tombstone exactly. is, like, an exceptional thing for, like... Westerns and then if you haven't seen Westworld like Kyron you gotta get on Westworld man that's a good
0: I segue I have watched the first episode of Westworld but just it's on my queue of things to watch with like 20 other things like I still haven't watched the last season of Stranger Things
1: so Ooh. yeah I haven't okay. finish a couple of episodes of that but no, I did. I've never seen I clip did assign you before we did the project. I did assign you to watch Unforgiven. Did yes, you watch Unforgiven? I did, with Morgan Freeman
0: and Clint Eastwood. Why is your face?
1: Goes, why is your face not excited when you say yes? I did. Did we? We had this <laughs> conversation. I
0: think. No, it was with. I had it with my other friend. Okay.
1: Um. After watching that,
0: I think I have realized that the. And this goes a little political here, but the term good guy with a gun, I think in, it originated with that movie. The idea that this one guy can just go around shooting everybody and it solves the problem. But I think a lot of people who watched that movie didn't realize that Clint Eastwood's character was really the bad guy in that series. Or a bad guy in the series.
1: There were no good guys in the movie. That, that The I mean, first person oh, oh. he kills
0: was... The guy's friend—I I don't remember anybody's name—but the first person they kill was an innocent person that just happened to be at the brothel with the guy that sliced up the
2: woman. And like, we're not gonna look at Chuck in me. his Punisher shirt. <laughs>
1: wrong place, wrong time. Wrong place, wrong time. Wrong crowd. Do, to do hanging out with. Do, you want to hear? You want to hear a good segue? Sure. Uh oh. You—you
3: guys are unforgiven for making us sit through this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine. Okay. So that's we'll we'll a that for another time. <laughs> I'm just All right. I'm kidding. Right. No, no, it's your show. But I had to screw with you kids. it's you guys cool. and I love you both. And that's what I do. <laughs> All
0: right. So Sean or Chuck are on the show uh, to talk about their series, Belial. Uh, why don't you guys tell us what is it is about, um, you know, why we're on the show for this, basically.
2: All right. I guess uh, because we're – What are we talking about? We're talking about Belial. Why are we talking about it? It's on Kickstarter. What is it about? It's about the original ruler of hell as he fights back against the four horsemen of the apocalypse and Lucifer himself to reclaim what was rightfully his.
0: Okay, I love That's, how his narrator voice just kicked in as he started describing it Literally, that. right? Yeah, and I was like, "All right, I, I got excited just listening to that." I was like,
2: Damn, <laughs> get up in my seat a little bit. Okay. Got <laughs> to practice, Kyron. We got I got the the convention coming up. Like, quick. Okay, so
0: we know it's about hell. Who like is this a horror series? Is this an action series? Comedy series? How would you best describe this? Like comedy.
2: I'm going to say yeah it's like an action comedy that actually just happens to take place in hell.
0: Okay. All right.
2: Yeah. All right.
0: And we're on issue 3. Oh, go ahead. I have a question. And I've,
1: I've been one since it Yeah. Okay. Um and this might be, you know, off of this, but I'm going to ask it anyway. All right, so I believe I know we've all seen we've seen the uh the cheesecake Kickstarters, right? Um yeah you have a character prominently featured in this book that could make you a lot of money. Um there is a there is a a sexy demon woman who is always naked and she has wings and I saw somebody cosplay her um why aren't I you I thought used... we were talking Wait, about
0: link for a second.
1: No, <laughs> no. why okay. tell me why that's not uh, what you use to kind of promote this this book.
3: Well, first, are you talking about if there's like a a background character and she's always naked? Is that the
1: one you're talking about? The one the with wing. the wing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, seen, I don't. Maybe it's maybe it's just my eyes, but I've seen more of her than than uh <laughs> than uh, <laughs> the other supporting cast. I'll say that.
2: <laughs>
1: Every Thank time you, she Greg Warren, there, Jack
2: is a surprise, because uh, (laughs) Greg has thrown those in on his own. In issue one, he slipped it in just to see if we would notice, and we had a conversation about whether even to include it during the first issue. And then once he found out that we were going to be okay with that, he's like, oh, okay. And so just starts peppering it in, and by the time we're on issue three, there like 15 times in the first 10 pages <laughs> it,
3: it, issue three that that opening i don't know if you guys read issue three or not but issue three that opening and you see her and she's part of the army and whatnot she was not written that scene i did not write a specific character but he was like oh hey i have an idea let's get tits mcgee in there and so yeah sure enough she's in there and i'm like all right great you know uh, we love your official Craig. name <laughs> I just made it up now. I don't I don't I it don't know. It needs to be now though. It needs to be, for right. gotta mate, be. Tits <laughs> McGee. Gotta be.
0: We need gotta a Tits be. McGee cover.
1: Okay. Well, well, if I'm not mistaken, y'all had there was somebody who cosplayed her, right?
3: They cosplayed a character like her. Yeah, uh December Lace. Okay. Okay. Yeah.
2: And that um, was all on her own too. Like we didn't even ask for her to do that. She popped up one day and was like, "Hey guys, check this out." And so we were floored just as much as anything else, and we were just honored. So she's pretty awesome.
1: Hey, I, it's all funny because is, oh, below four, we need a Tits McGee cover. That's all I. Know. Yeah.
2: If the, the percentage, you, of, Danny, if the percentage <laughs> of presence continues to go up percentage wise, then issue four will probably be just about Tits See? McGee. So
0: <laughs> the Chronicle it's calling McGee. Tits McGee.
2: <laughs> Just Belial, we'll just slash that out. We'll have to show people, and then it'll be Tits McGee, and then Belial will be a background character.
0: Dude, I have an idea. If you guys, once you guys hit your your goal, because you're going to hit it, but once you hit your goal and you get that stretch goal, that first stretch goal should be a Tits McGee variant drawn by Danny J Quick.
1: Just Whoa!
3: Saying. Wait a
1: minute! Wait a minute! <laughs> oh, a minute.
3: this is <laughs> Well, I mean, you know, I I don't I don't know, but like. We are two guys who work together, Sean and I, and I feel like you guys are two guys who work together. So if you're going to throw your partner under the bus, we're going to throw you under the bus. We think it should be a jam piece.
0: Okay, hey. I'll ink it.
3: Danny draws it, I
0: ink it. I'll ink it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll color it, too, if you want, but hey, Danny we'll has to draw it happen. since it was
1: his original idea. We'll make something happen. I have to do it under my, uh, my, uh, my ghostwriter name. I have to do it. <laughs> Uh, I'll be hiding in the corner drawing while my kids are asleep. Like, what <laughs> is is your ghostwriter name? Like Dix McGee? Like, <laughs> no, it's Blade Ace. That's <laughs> Blade, Blade Ace. Ace. Blade <laughs> Ace. Blade Ace the third. That
3: does sound kind of like a porn name. It could be kind of a porn name. What's up, girls? I'm Blade Ace. Oh, you here to bring me a pizza? No, I'm here for the plumbing job. Oh crap! Wrong set. <laughs> Sorry.
1: Somebody had some loose pipes.
3: <laughs> <No>.
1: <laughs> Spade knife?
3: <laughs> that sounds remotely racist. I'm just saying. Wow. <laughs> oh, Javon, I'm oh, just saying.
1: On all the, all the border there, Javon. No, <laughs> no right. man. Okay, so... Um, go, ahead, oh, go ahead. I have
0: a, I have a question. Could you guys both write this series It's a collaboration between the two of you how does that dynamic work with you guys writing it
2: well for the most part uh, so far what we've done is um i know that in the beginning i introduced the idea to chuck he came back with the comedy addition to it and so we actually, I actually ended up changing the presentation of the of the book itself because originally it was meant to be like a more serious story but he was passionate enough about what he does that when he came back with the comedy aspect of it, I kind of was like, okay, that's what, that's what we're going to do. And, um, since then the belief has been that everybody involved in Belial gets to do what they enjoy. And it's, it's going to be an unhindered thing. So Chuck writes the book, but what we do beforehand is there's a good amount of back and forth with outlining and, um, I get the credits as a, as an editor, because after everything that Chuck writes, we go back and we answer quite, we have a, you know, a round table questions asked about um, where, why is this a, a hole in the story or why are we doing this? And then we make suggestions back and forth. So um, there, there's a good amount of that collaboration that exists, but especially in issue number two, Chuck told me, he's like, I'm, I'm not going to tell you anything. I'm going to write all this stuff and I'm going to come back to you. And then you get to tell me what you think. He wanted, he had a solid idea so much in his, in his mind that, um, he actually surprised me with a good portion of that. And that was super fun for me. Okay.
1: I love it. The communication, uh, that's something we talk about a lot on this show. Um, especially with, with, with indie creators, um, Whether it's the communication between writers or or editors or artists, writers and artists, um, it can be hard to create something um, that's that's good anyway without having, you know, great communication. Um, So how do you deal with, you know, disagreements? How do you deal with issues when you have, you know, something that one person likes and, you know, uh, that the other person may not like?
2: I bottle it up. And then I uh, unload later, and we have a beat down session, and then we and then we and then we compensate, we compromise.
0: No, you don't bottle it up. You just send all your griefs to me through
3: DM. (laughs) I'm a a hitman. Terrible. Well, but we do have an editor, and that actually goes to Wendy. And as much as you might think that Wendy's got my back nah she she recognizes that it's got to be about the book so there was actually and i I told the story last night um there was a joke that i was really excited about um the shakespeare joke and i put it in there and both of them were like i don't i don't know this phrase this doesn't mean anything to me it's not landing and i was like "Ah, crap and so we had to retool it to make sure that it the audience would get it and they would be able to have fun with it. So yeah, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. And even my own wife is willing to call me out on that and say it. And so we fix it and we make it better because it's not about my ego. It's not about Sean's ego. It's about the book.
2: And, and when it comes to the book, honestly, uh, when it comes to like the story and all that stuff, Chuck and I have really not had very many disagreements. It was more of an explanation of why is this there? And then, if it didn't necessarily fit building a bridge to make it work, because um, oftentimes we can kind of see where the vision is and con- kind of come to that conclusion uh, in the end and find something wh- that we're both happy about. And one of the things that really works in our favor is the fact that we have a shared sense of humor. Mm. So it, <laughs> it, 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 hel- it helps a lot.
0: I actually agree with uh, Braden's comments here. It's always about the ego. Because you have to have a little bit of ego when you're putting something out. That's your original idea. You have to believe in it, and ego comes with that sometimes.
3: Yeah, but the the ego comes when you're finished. (laughs) I think, you know what I mean? Like, you got to be willing to put your ego aside to make that thing worthy of of being egotistical about.
0: Now, what's the future for Belial? I mean, after issue three, is there going to actually be an issue four, five, six, or... Just for? Yeah, um,
2: it, it's always. Oh, go ahead. go ahead. Okay, well, yeah, it's always been um, since the beginning. We had it kind of plotted out for um, the four issues. Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse, four issues. It just kind of made sense. And so when we came out with. Um, like the original outline of the story. We knew where issue one was going to be. We knew where issue two was going to be and so on. So we had the structure because we wanted to make sure that the story worked. And hopefully that's evident in number three because there's a lot of callbacks to what has gone on in issues one and two. So <clears throat> then when, then people will say, oh wait, even though these guys are writing a goofy comic book, like these guys take the craft seriously. And we're hoping to offer um, some things that Uh, I know in the indie, indie universe here, I haven't seen very many people do many callbacks like that. Um, And at least consistently with, um, I know I had an opportunity with the artwork to actually repurpose some of the artwork in, in the pages and use those. So uh, yeah, so it's always been about the four issues and it's been a challenge to keep it within the page number that we have, and the issue number of issues that we have,
1: I love it. Um, I was going to ask. I have a um, I want to say below One. The the way that you started the book was such a good hook, in my opinion. Um, with the uh, <laughs> they had <laughs> uh, literally a man on his deathbed and the you know you have the the young pregnant woman who was basically cheering for him to die like she's like no I need to see him actually die you know um I think like that that kind of storytelling because it 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 automatically makes you ask questions um it all auto- automatically intrigues you as to who these characters are and then you see him go to you know you see him go to hell and you know say you know this is my domain like um just the, the basics of story, the basics of storytelling, like having a good hook and, um you know, getting people intrigued. I think that's the reason why I always enjoy your stories, even though, you know, if you, if you watch the show, you know, I don't do, I don't do demons and, and <laughs> I don't do evil spirits and stuff like that. Yeah. But, you know, you can still tell a good story, even though, you know, it might not be something that a person is interested in, you can get them interested in it by, um by doing the, the,
2: um, by by telling
1: a good story.
2: Well, see, the reason why we had such a serious beginning uh, to the first issue was kind of a head nod to um, how the story originally started. It started out as a serious story, like I said before. Chuck brought in, you know, the the humor aspect and showed me that that was going to be something that was actually really workable and beneficial to it. Um, we, ha- I had that that original part going on. <clears throat> so we're like, okay, well let's let's put that in there. And then we we actually transition from that serious subject over to the comedy. So once they get to hell is when the comedy side of things set in. But <clears throat> it's dealing with a very real issue and for anybody that was that would like do a little bit of research or knew anything about like the the saints and stuff, um, there's like an Easter egg in that first portion right there and it explains if you if you if you were to look into it, why she's actually wanting that to happen to this guy that's on his deathbed? So it gives a little backstory. If you're in, in if people are interested, and in be like, wait a minute, that that triggers something in the back of my head, and that that really goes to to, to Chuck for that one because he came up some, with some some brilliant stuff.
1: Oh, I love that. See, now I gotta go back and now I gotta go back and do some research. I love I love when stories, you know. Um, Especially in like fantasy and in fiction like this that um, you know, they're rooted in in either mythology or, you know, um religious um relig- religious ideals. So um that stuff can always, you know, uh, make a story better too. So kudos, we'll kudos to
2: y'all for that. I went to a private school for seven years. And so mm-hmm. a lot of the a lot of the knowledge and stuff, that's kind of like the, the knowledge base for a lot of the things that, that are in the book came from actually researching stuff so belial in its original context in the oldest context that i could find belial was created as the original ruler of hell he wasn't good he wasn't evil that was the job that he fulfilled that's what he was created for and so it was it was really important to have a book that rides the line there that people can question you know the intent of the book. What are you guys trying to say? Do you have an agenda? Do you have an ideology that you're trying to push? No, we're not. We're just telling the story that takes place there. And it's to say that, you know, Hey, we all have a, we all have a purpose. And sometimes we may, we may not recognize that ourselves in the beginning. And we might actually give that away, you know, to people or to things that happen and sacrifice those things. But, Belial is reclaiming that he wants to do what he was meant to do. And so um, we have a lot we have a lot of research that went into the characters and stuff. So even Link has a backstory that exists in real life. He's actually, and and so it's it's really kind of fun that way.
0: Now we do have a question here from Braden saying, So how does a person get the fighting game print in the Blile campaign? The fighting game print. <laughs> All
3: right. Which which <clears throat> what uh, the fighting game print? Remember remember that amazing. This is Braden's way of uh, of talking up his stuff. Braden did this amazing thing where he made a fighting game print where a bunch of different indie characters were all in a uh, a fighting game together. You remember that, Sean?
2: Yeah yeah yeah. Uh, and I didn't know if we were able to use that, so it hasn't been there. I Well,
3: so is
0: is he trolling us right now? Is that what's going on?
3: He's he's semi-trolling us, but honestly, I was planning on, uh, and we hadn't quite talked about this yet, but uh, I thought it'd be a fun thing to possibly add as a um, stretch goal.
0: Yeah. Okay. So, spoiler. There's going to be a stretch goal of a fighting game print. Nice. And we reach what amount?
2: I'd say, you know, if if we fund, it's not going to be much more than the funding. It's not going to be much more. That's a, that's a really cool thing. And one thing that we've always been about is, you know, Chuck, you know, myself, we've always been supportive of other indie um, creators. And one good thing that actually happens with that print is that it features in a lot of different um indie creator property so like Chris Tomaza's base force you know what I mean so uh Braden Cox is nobody so there's a there's we want to share the love so it's not gonna be much more than the funding goal for something like that. So
0: will there be a Kelpie in that print also Sean?
2: No unfortunately that came out before all that (laughs) and I and I wanna I wanna I wanna congratulate you for that, the horse head on that because I think that was leading to your your horse adventure currently. (laughs) So I know how much you struggled on that.
0: No, that was fun. If anybody wants to know what Sean and I are talking about, I recently Mm. finished some artwork for Sean's book um, called I Drive for Cerber and there is a fantastic creature in there called a Kelpie, which is like a horse mermaid octopus thing. I don't know how to describe it better than that. Uh, but it was it was a, a fun book to do, and hopefully, I get invited back for issue two. That's Once, already done. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, cool. yeah. All right. Cool. Um, I'm, I'm I'm getting paid. That's all I care. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I just realized
0: something. I've done a I've done a book for all three of you guys now.
2: Well, yeah. Game um, recognizes game. Come on now.
1: To make it make... Okay. It's It's hard to find consistent. Uh, good good, consistent art artists uh, so y- you you can expect to have work
2: um. I mean not just that but people with integrity that that are passionate about what they do that take it seriously there's been a lot I've seen a lot of people post in in in, in all the arenas how they've been duped by somebody who claimed like they were gonna do this artwork and they took the money and ran or whatever you know what I mean so yeah. when you come across people like 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 you got like you guys and that are passionate and speak and represent what they're talking about, then you'd be a fool not to jump on something like that.
0: I just had that happen to me before I saw issue four where I paid my artist for like five pages worth of artwork back in April and so far I've gotten two. yeah, so, yeah.
2: see that can be pricey man.
0: All right, a uh, question from Javon. What are your guys' favorite current comics that you're reading?
2: Uh, let's see. Current comics. I'll tell you, um, I just got done reading. Um, there's a couple of books, and one of them is called Crossed. So and if you like a post-apocalyptic, uh, gritty uh, story, Crossed is really good. And then I also read Nailbiter. I read all of the Nailbiter comics, and those are um, – like about a, about a serial killer. That's that's kind of crazy. So it, those, are, those are fun. I like those. But it was more in research for um, one of the things I was doing because so I also was also writing another story called The Treatment. And I was kind of looking at examples and researching um, some of the notable horror genre-type comics or psychological thriller-type comics. And I leaned into that a bit and went down a rabbit hole and found myself reading these intense books. But, yeah, so Nailbiter and crossed have been my most recent.
3: All right. Chuck, what about you? I mean, a lot of what I read is
2: scripts.
3: (laughs) Like, I read so many different uh, because I I do an awful lot of editing. Um, A book, okay, so this is going to sound biased because I am on the project, but I'm on the project like 10 issues in. So, Yi Soon Shin is on Kickstarter right now. It's done by a good buddy of mine, um, Henri Compen, And I came in as um, issue 10 was finishing up to help kind of clutter it away, or like basically help kind of clean it up and finish it off. Um, and then also help to remaster issue one. The thing about that series is, is that it was originally co written and edited by legendary Marvel editor Dak, David Allen Kraft. And um, he sadly passed away um, due to COVID uh, about a year or so ago. So Henri brought me in to help out with that. But Yi Sun Shin is the story, uh, the real life story of a Korean admiral who I think he had like 23 or 27 battles in a row that he won while defending Korea from the Japanese. And uh, it was in, like, the 1400s. And it's an intense, insane, crazy story. And uh, that team is doing so amazing with it. It's just absolutely fantastic and such an interesting slice of history. And so being able to read that and be a part of that is just absolutely amazing. So I would say right now, Yi Sun Shin is one of my faves.
0: All right. We do have another question from Jabon who's very question oriented today. What elements do you think need to be in a good horror comic? Uh,
2: I think some of that is subjective, but um, it, it, for, for me, I found myself drawn into um, the stories that actually found a good beat. You know, they, they had that cliffhanger page turn. They had, um, you got invested in an aspect of both the, you know, protagonist as much as the antagonist. So you are invested in what is going on within the minds of both sets of people. Um, So like in, in, in crossed, it's basically about a disease that goes around and it causes the inhibitors in somebody's brain to kind of take off. So all of a sudden the deepest, darkest desires, whatever, whatever that is, they come to the forefront and it causes people to be extremely aggressive and, and just, you know, in droves of people. And some people were immune to that, to that disease. And so you, you follow the group of the crossed and you also follow the group of people that are the uninfected trying to survive. And there's that struggle back and forth. So that amount of, of conflict. And then artistically you have to have, for me, a lot resides in the artwork as far as like facial features and stuff like that. You have to be able to read the emotion in the pages. So those are all really important to me.
3: I'm, I'm a less is more guy. I love things like jaws. I mean, you barely see the shark, but that's the thing is as, as a writer, as an artist and whatnot, we kind of need to get into people's heads a little bit and make them finish the art, make them finish that story in a way that will scare and freak them out. And so uh, that's kind of the kind of thing that I look into. Like, even think about... I know it's not technically a horror, but, like, the movie Seven. Um, If you think about it, yeah, we see all sorts of grotesque stuff and whatnot, but one person dies in that. Like, we see one person die, and it's at the very end. Spoiler alert, Kevin Spacey dies in the end. And... And, but that's the only person you actually see die. Everyone oh, yeah. else, they're already dead or whatever, yeah. Or it's implied
1: that, that they died. did me he do, like, explode? Or is that or did I make that up in my brain? He was already, he was already dead. Already,
2: he was already dead when they found him. Yeah, we
0: didn't actually see it happen, is what he's saying.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh. oh you see cool. dead
2: people, but yeah. you never see anybody get killed until the that's very that's end. That's
1: a good point. That's a good
2: point.
3: Yeah, so really for me, it's that kind of cerebral take on it. You can you can throw guts and gore at people all freaking day long, but really the real fears are in our own heads. So play with that, and I think you got some. And
0: even in Seven when you know you have his wife's head.
3: Yeah, which you never see.
0: You never see it. Brilliant. You see the box, and you yeah. see the emotion. <laughs> yeah, you see yeah. the emotion of Brad Pitt, but you're like, what and, does it look and like? And here's the thing, but you do see it because you see He's it right. up here. That's good storytelling right there. Yeah, that's good
1: storytelling. I'm going to use that, Chuck. Thanks. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Glad to help, man. I'm definitely going to use that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, this is about the time where we would now do Danny's Quick Takes. I don't know if Danny is ready for these or not, but if you've never been on the show or experienced Danny's Quick Takes, uh, they are a rapid fire questionnaire. Uh, Danny's going to give you five questions. I don't know how we're going to play this with two guests. Now, this is my first time doing two guests. But we're going to give you 45 seconds to answer those. And then uh, I do want to say that this week's quick takes are brought to you by the Agents of Geekdom channel, uh, which is going to be launching next week on September 16th. If you haven't actually figured out how to follow Agents of Geekdom, go to twitch.tv slash Agents of Geekdom. Follow us there. I think we're going to be on YouTube and Facebook, or you'll be able to find our podcast, um, but it's a collaboration between ourselves and I think it's like six other geek I don't know how to describe us shows, but you know, if you're into that stuff, follow us. But... <laughs> it's in the title. It's in the
1: title. It's in right. the title.
0: You're right. I'm overthinking you. things. I'm tired, right? But let's do this. <laughs> And now, a word from our sponsor.
1: And now, back to the show. Quick chase! I love it, man. That's like my favorite part of the show. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, we're going to do it a little differently this week. I uh, I have one question for each of you, and then I have the last three questions for both of you together. Okay. So my first question is for Chuck. I was going through your uh, your uh, your Facebook photos and I found something kind of intriguing that I want you to tell me about. So tell us about oh Tell us about the fraternal order of Canyon men. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay.
3: So the fraternal order of Canyon men is uh, I live in a small town called Canyon Lake. And the Fraternal Order of Canyon Men is a bunch of local male residents who do good things for people in the neighborhood. So we will do things like um, if someone is having a hard time, like say paying their bills or whatever, we raise money to pay their bills. To uh, we put uh, we help give grants to kids, put them through college. We um, you know, we've gone out and we've done like chili cook-offs to raise money we've built ramps on people's houses if they need to make it wheelchair accessible like all sorts of things so it's a really good local charity that helps out people
1: i love that man that's that's, that's always great to have in um in communities to be be able to um, go out there and help Uh, here in 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 alamance county we have the watchdogs and um you know it's a a group of, of 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 men who just uh, you know we just look out for the kids in and the the middle and elementary schools and you know help volunteer at the schools for you know the schools are always short staffed so you know we kind of just show up whenever they need us and and you know and, and help out so I I commend you on that man that's that's great um okay. question number two is for Sean okay I know you got some some good IPs all right you got some good intellectual properties I love. I uh, love seeing what you got with um uh, coming with um I drive for server. Um, but if you had to bet your life on one of your IP success, and by success I just mean that you can provide for your family with it. Okay, so that it makes enough money that you can provide for your family. If you had to bet your life on one of your IP success, which one would you choose and why? Which
2: one would I choose and why? Uh Oh, that's actually really tough because we've already done so much Belial and then um you know I'm going to say right now I am going to honestly lean into Cerber just because it already has a fan base it already has fan fiction it has so many parts that already exist that can also be adapted to comic book so it already has a further trajectory than the set four issues that Belial has. So I'll go with Cerber this time around.
1: I love it. And I love that that cover for um, for Cerber too, man. Yeah, the team you put together for that is, is just great. Um, all right. So question number three for the both of you. Um, I want to see you guys suffering and, and eating hot things. So when are we going to get this one chip challenge?
3: Oh, he pulled the one, out the chip. Yeah, the one chip challenge has been dropped once again, and we also have a Satan's toe. Mine is coming in the mail. I've uh, ordered it from Amazon. The one chip challenge, we stated, I stated personally, and actually so did Phil Lockler, um, that if we're funded within a week, so by um, Tuesday. Tuesday, yeah, Tuesday at midnight. If we're funded by Tuesday at midnight, this thing gets eaten. Regardless, when we fund, we are going to be doing the Satan's Toe um, challenge, which is 9 million Scoville sucker lollipops. So, either way, you're going to see some pain and some uncomfortableness coming from the two of us, sweaty white boys.
1: I am, I am all for it. <laughs> I'm all for I'm, one chip challenges, man. I feel
2: like we should do Sorry, like I jumped on that one, episode.
1: John. You can definitely have the next one.
2: <laughs> no, it's okay. I did the one chip challenge last time and the nitro yeah. gummy bear, which is like the world's hottest gummy bear, both at the same time while we were doing our last campaign. So I I have to say that it pleases me to, to no end that Chuck is doing the chip this time. I'll
1: try it. Man, uh, yeah, I can't. I, I'm terrible with hot stuff, Period. So, I just live vicariously through your pain,
2: um, Dude, that chip recalibrates your definition of what's hot it has yeah, a, I, I can I can eat hotter food now than I ever was, and I want to say it's because of doing the chip thing Wow, okay yeah have right. you seen that that clip
0: of the uh the newscasters doing the one chip challenge on live air? No, and it's a woman and this guy, and they both eat one, and the guy is just. Dying, he's like, oh, oh yeah, like yeah, just see. straight dying, and like, she's like, this I isn't even hot like at all.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think will, I did see that. I, I will it. try to find that one for you guys. I love it. Okay, so uh question number four is for the both of you, and this is a question that I'm that I'm starting to ask um, most of the creators come off. I want you to tell me what is the best and worst parts about creating comics.
2: Uh okay so the best part about it is the realization that what you um were thinking in your head has finally hit the paper and for me i get to leave that physicality behind for uh my kids and stuff so that that i i'm actually able to produce something and be able to leave it uh the worst part is by far marketing marketing your own stuff is the hardest part of the whole damn thing
3: The best part is collaboration Because you get to work with amazing people And make the best thing possible Out of all of your visions The worst part is also collaboration Because people (laughs) suck sometimes
0: I was going to give you another 45 (laughs) seconds Chuck, I really
1: was (laughs) That was a good good answer That was a good answer Collaboration collaboration. And uh, I can definitely see that Um, (laughs) Okay Um, So so, uh, my number 5 for the both of you, again, if you watch the show, you know I usually like to end this with a top five list off the top of uh, our, our creators' heads. So, um we want to know your top five cryptids. Don't put we on that. I didn't make this up.
0: <laughs> you didn't, but you did, though. This was your question. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. I did make this one. All right.
1: Never mind. <laughs> top five cryptids. Are they both doing a top five or just... Uh, uh, a combined list, combined list. Just throw out, throw out your top 5 favorite right. uh, between All those. right,
2: Chuck, I got you. I'll hit the first couple and then you can finish it up. I know we like Sasquatch. Big, Bigfoot is a classic. That I was like one of mine. My- the, the, <laughs> um, the, the Wendigo. Everybody loves the good Wendigo story. <laughs> and then um I do like uh Slenderman. And so those are three. So Chuck, you got the last two. That's messed up because my two were Sasquatch and Wendigo. So
3: I'm also I'm gonna say um Jersey Devil and there's one from um uh, lake in northern uh, Canada called Ogopogo, which is like a Canadian version of Loch Ness Monster. Ogopogo? Ogo, I've never even heard of that one. Yeah. Yeah, well it's Canadian up. and we hide it from you guys. From so.
0: But it's probably <laughs> really nice, uh really nice cryptid, isn't it? Oh yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. He he pops up, destroys ships and he's like, Sorry.
1: <laughs> I love it. I love it. That was um, awesome. So that has been our, our quick takes. Again brought to you this week by the agents of Geekdom. Did you go to the agents of Geekdom meeting last night? Not you know do. that, that's your job and that's Morgan's job. I don't, I don't, <laughs> Danny is the
3: face. How have you guys not figured that out yet? All right. I'm, I'm sorry, wait, he wait. makes you guys look
0: good.
2: Sorry, my bad. I forgot to do that.
1: There you go. There you go. Yeah, Danny
2: Danny's just gonna be the poster child.
1: I literally just show up and talk at the last minute. That's that's my only job and that's the only thing that I can do to help anybody is just show up and talk. So do that.
3: Here's the minutes of agents of geekdom. They show up, they they go through all of their stuff, they do all of the accounting and all that kind of stuff, they start to wrap it up. Danny shows up and goes, you're welcome! And then it's done.
2: <laughs> He's a monitor in the back. <laughs> that sounds like that's... every
3: episode of this That's podcast. an agent. <laughs> that's an agent of geekdom right there. That, that's a whole meeting. You're welcome. It's terrible. It's that's,
0: terrible. that's his whole but show not... in, a, in, a, in a nutshell. <laughs> right there. <laughs> All right. but well, That was a good. That was good. Quick takes. Um, well, we do want to finish the episode off with a high note. So, Boys, let us know where people can check out Belial, uh, check out your other books, things like that. If you want, I guess we'll start with Sean. Where can people check out the Kickstarter and the rest of your work?
2: Uh, On Kickstarter, all you got to do is search for Belial. You'll see the one that has issues one through three. If you want an idea about what... (laughs) is going on in each issue of the book. You can look at the previous cam like successful campaigns. We do have preview pages there so you can know what you're getting into ahead of time. Um and what was the second part of that question?
0: Uh your other works where can people check that out?
2: Uh, The other stuff, um, I I do put um, the time-lapse inking of Kyron's lines for server and stuff on TikTok and Facebook. On TikTok, I am Instinct, I-N-S-T-I-N-K-E-D. Same thing on Instagram. Same thing on Twitter and on Facebook. It's just Sean Barbour. So you can see that stuff everywhere that you go that way.
3: All right. And Chuck, what about you? I mean... He told you about Belial and we would love it if you checked it out. That would mean the world to us. But uh, I'm Chuck Pino, P-I-N-E-A-U. You can track me down on Facebook on that, on Instagram on that. Of course, you can also find me on Twitter, at Chucky Pin. Um, my uh, publishing company, Bonfire Press, which I run along with my good friend, um, Chris Latimer, and my wife, Wendy Gale. Um, that's on Facebook. You can find that there, and you can check out all the great stories that we've got going on. And then, of course, my YouTube channel, Chuck's Raw Reviews, where sometimes I talk about comics, but more importantly, I talk to creators about their processes and whatnot on my Tuesday night show, Chuck's Shop Talk.
1: All right.
0: Danny, where can we
1: find all your work at? I love it. Um, I do want to thank y'all real quick for stepping in for us this week. Um, we had a, a mishap and um We didn't I wasn't gonna tell anybody that. Nobody Dang well, I wanted to thank them for stepping in because... He's uh, keeping
2: it real
0: and saying you're welcome. So This is true. Wait, wait, wait. You can also find Chuck on Fortnite at, like, really late at night. I've seen him.
2: <laughs> it'd be like and killing And he'll be, like,
0: midnight my time, and I'll look and be like, Chuck Pino's on his PS4 or PS5 I mean, a in
3: Fortnite. I'll be
0: like, what the Gotta hell, get dude? the grinding. Gotta Kill- get the grinding. Got to.
3: Killing children is a way to vent. So, yeah, that's what God, I do. That's- that is
1: a good hey, show title. I good, wish
2: that's good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's, that's good stress <laughs> relief. You, you, hey, we all we all manage our stress in our own ways, um, <laughs> but you can find me um, on our on my website fourthwallpros.com. and if you look on social media, it's at the Ace Blade on um, all the social medias. What? what well, about you? you have Ty a new one on, on TikTok, TikTok though? though. Oh yeah, and the new the new TikTok Ace Blade comic. But uh, you know, we'll talk about that some other time.
0: <laughs> I feel like you should get a special person on the line with us one day, you know, your mentor. But you know <laughs> I'm gonna call him that now. I'll try.
1: I'll try. We'll we'll see. But if you
0: could do that, that'd be such a good pool. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I, <laughs> I, hey, I don't wanna you know me, I don't like to I don't like to call in favors from right. people, But it, right. it's pretty cool. But where can people find you, Kyron?
0: Uh, you can find my work at touristcomics.com. Um, You can check me out on social media At touristcomics. Um, And If this is your first time Checking out our podcast You can go back and listen to our past episodes At our website It's 4 com. That's the number 4 T-A-L-E-S podcast.com And I don't mention this But if you want to There is merchandise you can buy Through that website And if you want to help support us You can buy like shirts and Hats and I think Coffee mugs. Mug. Like I got, I made this mug, you know. But
2: if you Bro, want to financially support listened, us, I have wow. listened to literally every episode of your guys' show. Yeah. Why do you not talk about that?
0: Because I am a horrible host, dude. That's you
2: no no no. You you. I don't know about horrible host. You're an awesome host. But the business side of things, you need to strap up, son. But the, the
0: the the funniest thing though is I, we've actually gotten purchases through our website without me. Yeah, it's like two or three people have bought something, so not a lot. But I just I got so many other things I I don't I forget. But I'm gonna try to now. I'm we'll gonna try better. to remember to we'll do, do, do that.
2: Add it to your bullet points for the show, man. I'm gonna wrap up. I, I, Come on, I now. did. That's why I remembered it this time. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible.
0: All right, it's but it,
2: join us.
0: Join us next week where we officially have our first episode under the Agents of Geekdom banner. But we will have our next guest, the hardest working man in comics, Victor Dandridge. He will be on the show talking about his works, uh, talking about all the celebrities he's met, uh, he's met over the years. And we're going to probably get into the the big pile of poop he stepped into yesterday or the day before, trying to support somebody without actually knowing the whole backstory. So we'll probably get into that. But also, work. also... We're coming up on a milestone for the 4 Tails podcast of our 50th episode. That's in five weeks. Uh, fifty, And uh, we're going to try to bring back some of our favorite guests and have like a, a mega show, I guess you could say, of about eight. I think we can have up to eight other guests. If I if I kick Danny out, we can have nine. We'll see how that goes. But, but you I'll know, we'll start announcing that once we get confirmation from everybody who's actually going to be on. But yeah, yeah, we hope you guys are there. But until next time, I forgot what I was... Sayonara. Oh, my God. All right, until next time, sayonara, goodbye, and please take care of yourselves.
2: You're welcome. welcome.
1: Music provided by my brother, Quicks. Made It. Find him online in YouTube, Instagram, and SoundCloud. I want to know what it is, quick is trying to say.